This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is up on Center Stage, the show about the arts and the artists behind their work. The Flynn Gallery has been a delightful and consistent addition to my rota of interviews over the last decade. And now their new exhibition, the first show of their 95th season, is opening on September 14th, entitled Forms of Connection. This installation features the work of artists Jayla Guramian and Tom Nussbaum. The curators of this show are Leslie Ash, Diane Nicholas, and Maggie Dimmerk. I have with me today the artists and curators to discuss this wonderful opening. It seems perfect to me that the Forms of Connection beautifully describes what the Flynn Gallery is all about. Connection to community through art in a setting of learning and resource at Greenwich Library while remaining true to the language and powerful impact of art by acclaimed international artists. The Flynn Gallery is a testament to the power of a group that celebrates art as the most profound form of connection. This opening features a juxtaposition of surreal fantasy within complex structures mixed with the cozy safe haven of textiles, all inviting us to enrich our inner childlike nature in awe and wonder. Thank you, Leslie Ash, Diane Nicholas, and Maggie Demick for introducing these artists to us today. And I want to introduce our artists here on Zoom, Jayla Guramian and Tom Nussbaum. Thank you all for being with me. But first, before I bring in our artists to speak about their work, I just want to speak to Leslie Ash, who is the chair of the Flynn Gallery. So, Leslie, how proud are you about this opening? Well, it's fantastic. I mean, to be kicking off the 95th season is pretty remarkable. We're a nonprofit in a library. It hasn't always been the Flynn, as you well know, but really the 95th season means the 95th season that there has been a functioning gallery within the Greenwich Library proper. And um, that's quite an amazing thing. Uh, we are a volunteer organization, which is remarkable in and of itself that it's continued for 95 years. We are very blessed. It's a great group of people. We have over 40 members of the committee. They come from all serious walks of life. So some are still working. Maggie is actually a professional curator. Diane is the head of marketing there also. And um, I was the executive director at the Silvermine Arts Center. People come from all different backgrounds, uh, most from art, but not all. It really makes us function as a very cohesive group that can do all of the different aspects um, that a gallery requires. So um, it's it's quite a privilege to be there on the 95th. I will just say, Diane and I curated, uh, co-curated uh, an exhibit at the, at the for the 90th. So we're back again. Back so together uh, again. Just, I love we're it. We're back together again. So I just thought that was kind of fun. And um, you said everything that needed to be said as far as the place of the gallery and the community. And I think you said it much better than I would. So I'll leave it at that. It's it's pretty exciting that we're in our 95th season. It's very exciting. And, you know, this sense of community that you have established there is really extraordinary. But we are lucky in Greenwich, Connecticut. We are rich with museums, with with the Bush Holly uh, Greenwich Historical Society. I mean, we're rich with so much. Um, Diane, I want to ask you, what, what was the selection process for this installation? 
Well, it varies a bit by show depending on distances and context of the art. But uh, the three of us in the early summer, maybe late spring, we actually made visits. I mean, the original selection process, there is an actual committee in terms of selecting artists and coming up with a thematic focus for each show. And once that was set, we, yeah, we, we went on more methodically. We'll visit each, we visited each Tom and Gila in their um, studios in Gila's case, an actual exhibition that was taking place. And, and then through dialogue and coming just how the, the artists uh, works uh, kind of merge and, complement each other and that dynamic that we all, I think all five of us together kind of worked uh, as a process, both during and after those visits. So one one thing interesting here is that uh, the selections committee actually fell in love with both Tom's work and, and Gila's just as, as artists and had thought about them in different combinations. And then finally we realized that this was the one that was, that was meant to be meant to be for this opening, this auspicious opening. So Maggie, it is very cool to be a curator, isn't it? Especially with Leslie Ash and Diane Nicholas. Oh, I I am so lucky. This is this is my first time stepping into the curator spot at the with the Flynn. This is my first experience, and I'm 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 um, I've been in Greenwich for about four years working with the Historical Society. But this has been I mean to work with Leslie and Diane makes everything so fun and and so intelligent and thoughtful. And to be able to work with these two artists has been really really exciting as well. Because as you say, I mean. Um, a show like this is all about interplay. And this, I think, Tom and Gila, your work in, in so many ways has its own identity, but then there are all of these kind of threads. Sorry, I keep making unintentional puns. together. Yeah, in terms of just the, the, the reference to kind of familiarity, childhood or, or recognizable objects, but then spun in very unexpected ways. I mean, this show has been so interesting and so exciting, and I think it's it's going to be a great kickoff to this season. And I've I've had such a such a great experience. I really have. That's wonderful. She'll be back, won't she, girls? I mean, I love that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, she's part of the team. She's part of the team now. So we have formally enlisted her as part of the committee. So she will be doing other things. Yes. Welcome, welcome, Maggie Dimmick. Okay, let's bring in our artist. So Gila. I think you're sitting in in a meditative state right now. And I love that with the backdrop of all your playful items. Now, you had me at hello because your work has taken me back to being a child. And that is your intention. And it's worked. That means you are successful. You have this beautiful interplay with textiles. And what I really found touching about your work is they are found textiles. It's like if an inanimate object has a life, you're bringing them back to life. Can you explain your process and your work to us? Absolutely. Um, you described it exactly. I definitely, I started working with these textiles because they did, they brought back such memories of people's childhood. They're kind of making the fort under the grandmother's uh, dining room table kind of feeling. Yes. And, um, they really, really did. I kind of stumbled upon it and really realized how, how touching these things were. And then in addition to that, the love and energy that goes into these items that, um, you know, I find people give them to me, people, I find them in, you know, yard sales and thrift stores, but the love and energy that goes into those items, it's like, you can, you feel it somehow. 
you're at play all the time and you're, you're saving you can things. see the rest of my studio. <laughs> you see how I, I kind of work in this chaos all the time. But it's a lovely chaos and it's a soft chaos. And I was reading about you that you actually went to Parsons, I, I believe. And then you took time off to have children. And then coming back to it, you were crafting, you were merging two worlds, actually yeah. making things for your children, but also creating this profound artistic life. Absolutely. Um, I've, I don't think I would have had the confidence to go forward doing, um, you know, quote, fine art before having kids. When I was younger, I felt that the art world was just so serious. I didn't feel good enough or like serious enough. And so I turned my back on it for many years. I worked a little bit in illustration and things like that, but never just kind of that true expression of this fine art of where it comes from your inner heart. But after having kids, you know, I started getting back into it little by little. And then at the Wasaic Project, I proposed kind of bringing these two worlds together, kind of like this craft area, and then bringing in my drawing and illustrative side and really putting the energy into it. Mm-hmm. And it really did come together in a great way and been going ever since. <laughs> I love it. You're talking to a girl here who grew up with grandmothers who only crocheted Afghans all the time. I mean, if there was nothing else to do, there was a lot of crocheting done. But I I realize and appreciate some of the finite work. And you must have these little discoveries of worlds when you find pieces to use. Like, for instance, I saw that you stretched uh, one crocheted piece over a hula hoop. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. I really love um, I discovered that with um, in the items, there's a lot of beauty in the negative space of the stitches and kind of stretching them out really just kind of shows off the detail in a way that I think people don't think about just the beauty of all that detail. Is yeah, it's it's rather extraordinary. I, I love your work. <clears throat> and Tom, in a similar way, you're creating your own world. And I do believe that in some of your structures, they come out of a presence of you, let's see, being in third grade when you made a structure out of, I think it was toothpicks. I have been making things ever since I was a little kid. Um, I just, it was something that I just, when I was very young and I just have continued to do my entire life. When I was little, I made uh, sculptures out of toothpicks and I made little kind of, I invented toys out of erasers and paper clips and scotch tape and paint and building things and painting them. And I essentially am still building things and painting them now, but content has clearly become much more sophisticated. Um, But yeah, it's just making things with my hands has been a continuous part of my life. As a youngster, when you were making things, did you consider it to be art then? I did not. I did. I I certainly did not. I just enjoyed the process of Mm -hmm. creating. I never thought of my I, I thought of myself more as a, as a maker, but not as an artist. And it wasn't until I was in high school and went to art school briefly that I realized that I, you know, I was all, I've always searched for freedom to make whatever I wanted. And I realized if I call what I'm doing art, then it can be anything. And so it gave me the freedom to continue my work and do whatever I wanted. For a while, I was doing functional ceramics. And when I was in high school, making things that were usable and studying form and thinking about how well things should function. And in the art world, of course, nothing has to be functional. And that is incredibly freeing. 
And so I could just work and make whatever I wanted under the heading of art. What I find interesting, Tom and Jayla, about your work, first of all, you use such profound color in your work. I mean, walking into the Flynn Gallery is going to be this cavalcade of color, first of all. But second is this definite theatricality that's going on independently between these artists, but yet coming together. And again, that's another connection, which I think is is a paradox, and I think it's fantastic for the Flynn to offer this. Jayla, I know that you have a background in theater and TV and and design. How has that played into your work here? I definitely love to create a world to walk into, and I think that definitely was fed by that background in, in film. And so I'm always trying to bring someone into a world, whether it's a small a small light box or a big room installation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there is some type of magic that of being in an immersive situation, I guess, was fueled by that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. Without and, and plus all the skills. I mean, I worked for many years. It's just I feel like everything you do in life ends up coming together in some way. So <clears throat> all that background of sewing and, and fabricating things just all became me who I am today. So <laughs> especially in theater where you have to make a very bold statement. And when you need a product done by a deadline, it has to be done. I mean, yes. you know, and you, you're pulling it together, which is advantageous for any artist, I believe. And Tom, I feel that there there's a sense of music in your work. You know, I'm looking at your background right now, and I'm seeing all of these circles, and it's an endless kind of energy. Is there an element of that in your art within you when you're creating? Yeah, sure. When you're building a culture, I'm thinking of the composition, and the music is composed, and it has a flow, and it has highlights and crescendos, and there's a lot of improvisation. So I do listen to John Coltrane, and I listen to J.S. Bach. So there is a kind of orchestration going on. And when I use color, a musical analogy is a good way to think about it. I have three mixed colors. I have a hundred colors in front of me and I'm trying to corral them and, and make sense of them and have them move your eye around the sculpture and they are expressive. And in a way, it's a lot like an orchestra putting together a complex piece of music where there are lots of different elements working toward the same goal. I think you're right. Are either of you synesthetes? I mean, a little bit. I'm not going to say, you know, but I absolutely, I do see sounds a lot as color. It's amazing when it happens. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's remarkable. So like with David Hockney, uh, you have a little bit of an advantage where it becomes an entire orchestra of color and sound and numbers. You know, I mean, I, I always think that's extraordinary for artists. It adds an, another dimension. Well, I think you both have so much to offer. Is there one piece in this installation that really speaks to you that you hope will connect with the observer coming in? Wow, that's really hard, especially because we're working um, in... I'm starting to even visualize it more through this conversation. It's coming to life. Thanks to you, Pamela, because it's really Mm -hmm. dialogue itself is giving it such life and, and content and context. Um, But I think, um, well, of course we're looking forward to the unknown 
part of the environment that Gila is going to be creating at the back of the gallery. Um, you know, we love Tom's work and we've seen Gila's work in installations. But as you know, um, Pamela, installations are something that I've done at the uh, Flynn and we don't know what's going to happen until like it's done. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of partial to that, um, that aspect of this show as we all, you know, it's, it can be stressful, <laughs> but it's really, from experience, I know that it's wonderful, and so I know we—I can speak for all of us—that we're we're so um, we're excited to see that the evolutionary part of this uh, piece uh, in the back that Gila is going to be in progress and will be uh, in during the whole installations segment t- until opening or slightly before. <laughs> so, this is going to be great fun. This is really just, going to just be great to- fun. Just to clarify that, um, the, the, when Diane's talking about the back area, that will be an area that you can actually just walk into and be enveloped by it. But we also, um, we also will have some Gilles' works inter, interspersed with, with Tom. So the interactions are in fact seen well. So. We're excited about that. Exciting. Here again with the Flynn, we have one rectangular open space. And what you girls can do with that space is so amazing to me time and time again. I love that. So we're going to have these worlds welcoming us. And I know I'm going to want to go and lay down in Gila's world in the back for (laughs) coziness. And Maggie, how about you? This is a baptism by fire for you, really. But what fun. No, it's been wonderful. And I think, I mean, to the extent I'm just thinking about what you would ask Diane about if there was sort of a particular piece or or something that resonates. I mean, I have to say we we really had such a amazing time being able to spend time both with Tom and with Gila in in the preparation of this show. Tom, we we got to hang out with you in your studio, which was so much fun. I mean, we got to kind of delve into the archives with you and kind of see your whole process and I was so taken by, you know, you were talking a little bit before about how you have often developed your work through the making of it. You know, Tom, you kind of talking about being a a young person building things with toothpicks. And it made me think about how much either of you work in drawing, translating a drawing to a piece versus actually working kinetically. And and in your studio, I mean, I'm so taken by how much your works. And I, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you had talked about, you know, sort of envisioning something on the page, but then thinking about bringing an impossible drawing to life. And I think, you know, the the linearity of your pieces speaks to that so much. And then for Gila's work, I mean, we were we were able to walk through a really amazing um, installation of yours that, um, up at the Wasaic Project. And again, just the way that you're sort of inhabiting space. Um, I mean, both, both, both bodies of work, you know, in their own senses, but then I think within the gallery are going to be all about kind of transforming, you know, the space around them through color and through line. Um, and I think that's why it's just sort of envisioning it. And so much of it is still kind of coming together, you know, and, and that, um, uh, anticipation of the possibility is what's really exciting from, I guess, from a curator's perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. No question about this. What resonates for me most in this overall show is, as you know, I mean, I have a puppetry background and I was making those. So, um, so I can't say I didn't follow through with that, but I, 
I think it's really important. You said it beautifully, and I think the artists are speaking very well for themselves. Um, it's really important to me that um, as an adult who loves color and joy and um, openness and um, and some freedom, uh, that things that are all of those qualities, we're so ready to give them up and just say those are for kids. And I'm not, um, and none of us are. So I think that's really, for me, that's really one of the things that's so important to this show is these are two serious artists, whether they can't initially called themselves artists or not, they are artists and they really have transformed their work. And, um, we will all have fun with it, which is, which is great. It doesn't mean we're not having kids there. We will have a section. We've been start, starting to develop. One of our members is a former um, children's librarian and she has great ideas for things. So we have a little corner that's mm-hmm. become the play area and kids know to go right over to that corner because otherwise we're saying, no, 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 don't touch, don't touch, don't touch. And right. then there we can say, here, touch, you know, this is what this is for. So that's great. So we do welcome kids. But it, it really is an art exhibition um, with all of the um, beauty and um, and wonder uh, of of the, these two artists. And I would say the power of texture and the power of textiles. I mean, is really on, you know on on view here, and quite profoundly. Um, Tom, I have to say, when I was a child, um, I was the daughter of a, believe it or not, a car mechanic in a small town. And um, I didn't aspire to be an opera singer then. But one thing that that really affected me in my life was watching him weld. And I remember watching the drama of welding, you know, all the apparatus he would wear, which was like a costume, like a helmet. And then, of course, the fire that came out of the welding process and what what was born out of it, you know. And again, we're talking about a firm structure that we see in a lot of your work. And then we see the melting of, of two things coming together. And as a child, that that hit me so profoundly. And I remember when I did my first Wagner opera, all I could think about was my father welding. When I mm-hmm. watched you in your interviews and you in your studio welding, I had the same feeling. So there must be this fantastic conjugation of the elements when you go to welding. Is there a relationship you have with that process? Yeah, I mean, the, the, working with steel and welding is, I mean, it's a wonderful, it's its a kind of magical thing to do because you, you it, it's very powerful. And working with the way that I work with steel rods and linear shapes, I can do, I can build in space. It's almost like building a three-dimensional drawing in space. Mm. And I only do that with welding. Um, really? And, uh, so I can take a three or four foot long piece of steel and weld one end of it onto another. And it will just hang there completely held by itself, you know, at one end. Um, and and it allows me to draw in in, in three dimensional space. Um, so it, it is a it is a wonderful way to work. It's a um, and it's a lot of fun. You know, <laughs> it's a it's a lot of fun. You know, making you working with fire and working with steel and um, uh, it, it's a very enjoyable 
and very focused uh, way to work. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. As you talk about the power, I mean, this is, it's really exciting. There's an electricity in what you're doing there that that comes alive. Wow. I love it. I love it. Well, I have to say, I think this is going to be a very successful installation at the Flynn Gallery. Um, I want to thank all of you, but before we close, I just want to go around the room here and I just want to ask if there's anything else you can offer personally about this exhibition that's going to entice everyone to come in to see it at the Flynn. Maggie, let's start with you. Um, the first thing that I, I don't know why this comes to mind. Maybe it's just because of the, the enticingness of the, the pieces, but I think this is one of those shows where everyone's going to want to, um, come in and touch. <laughs> You're going to, you know, so much of it's, 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 I think it calls to you. This is work that really kind of calls to you and it, um, cuts across that divide of, of, um, you know, what, what is kind of a certain kind of fine art. I mean, we'll, we'll have have this this beautiful gallery space and um you know so much work goes into putting putting the the um Tom's work and Gila's work together in into this um you know very carefully um uh, curated way but i think it'll feel so natural and it'll feel so immersive so i don't know i feel <laughs> everyone's going to have their fingers out sort of ready to kind of jump in <laughs> i hope so what a way to start the season <laughs> and and Gila if I had to ask you what one word or phrase would sum up your work, could you put that into words? I'm it could be a long with, phrase, Jill. I'm not great with words. <laughs> this is more my language. <laughs> um, uh, I think I love magic and I feel like, mm. I don't know if I could put it all in that word, but I think that's a big word. And um, I think, yeah, I think, I do feel like the magic comes, it's not my magic. It's the magic that I'm experiencing or everybody's experienced. So I guess that's the word. I love that. And that's why you look so young, Gila. You look like you're still 20. You look like that kid, you know, who's desiring to crawl into the soft furnishings. I adore that. I adore that. And Leslie Ash, I think you've already answered this, but if there's just one phrase to get people to come into the Flynn this September, what would it be? I think it's just, I have said it, but I think it's a joyous, joy would be the word that I would use. I think that um, it's a joyful way to begin our season, which we have five wonderful shows lined up for this season. Uh, our season does run from September through June, and um, I can't think of a more joyful way to kick it off. The Flynn Gallery and their loyal curators and volunteers are building bridges to a magical world. Thank you to curators Leslie Ash, Maggie Dimmock, and Diane Nicholas, and to their artists Tom Nussbaum and Gila Guaramian. Forms of Connection opens at the Flynn on September 14th and runs to November 1st. They also offer an artist talk with Tom Nussbaum on October 15th and Gila Guaramian on October 22nd, both at 2 p.m. at the Gallery at Greenwich Library. For more information, go to flynngallery.com. And if you would like to see and hear the entire unedited version of this hour-long interview, please go to Center Stage with PamelaCoon.com. To all my listeners out there, stay safe. This is Pamela Coon, and the curtain is now down 
on Center Stage.